You're listening to the Video Marketing Podcast, helping you go a little more viral every day. Here's your host, Matt Johnston. Hey, everybody, what's going on? Welcome to the show. I'm here with Jared Poland. Uh, if you don't know Jared, Jared is, uh, he, he, uh, he has a huge YouTube channel, 1.3 million subscribers, photo and video stuff, um, and so much more. Uh, and I'm sure Jared could share a little bit more uh, about about his background with you. He has a, va- a varied background on a lot of really cool professional photography stuff. Lives just down the road from me in in Philly. Um, and what I, what we're going to talk about today is how to grow your YouTube channel and build a brand off of it. So thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. So uh, so let's dig in a little bit. Um, when did YouTube become real for you you've been running it for what five years or so you've had a channel almost 12. oh my gosh really so how did that how did that so so tell me how that evolved so one of of the things that i started doing um i i thought that if i started a youtube channel that i would end up getting more jobs and that didn't happen what ended up happening is by posting videos people started asking questions and i figured if that person had a question then someone else is going to have the same exact question i might as well turn it into a video so every question that came in became another video uh early on and so i launched june 1st of 2010 officially as frono's photo for a couple months prior to that i was uh just putting up random videos under jared poland dot com and and then just figured out what I was going to do. Part of the reason for starting to make videos was I saw someone else putting out a video that had like 36,000 views and it was a review of a lens and I thought they got it absolutely wrong. And so instead of telling them that they sucked in the comments, which is what everybody does today, I was like, all right, I got a camera. It shoots five minutes of video before it turns off. I know what I'm talking (laughs) about. I think I'm going to make a video. And so I did. I I just thought they were absolutely wrong. And so like everybody else, if, if you don't like what someone else is doing or saying and you think you can do it better, then fucking do it. Just do it. So, you know, so I started in 2010 and it's been a long haul. You want to talk about building. I mean, I, I, right before the 10 years, we hit a million subscribers and subscriber growth has plummeted in the last year and a half um, a- across m- numerous people's channels in the industry. Uh, and I don't think it's I don't think it's just me. I think it's a lot of people. I mean, we went from 20,000 a month to 15,000 a month to 10,000 a month to 8,000 a month. Now I'm at like 4,400 new subscribers. It's like, what am I doing wrong? But it's not just me. Uh, I understand from talking to other creators that I know, they're like they're fretting over that. I'm like, are your views doing better? You know, are you gaining views? Are your views consistent? Then that's what matters. Um, yes, we want to see the vanity number of millions of subscribers, but if they're not going to stay around, then what is? The, then it doesn't matter. But I, I, it still, it still wears on you when you're like, why am I getting forty four hundred subscribers when this other channel's doing four hundred thousand? You know, it's well. What do you think? What's going on? Just algorithm shift? I, I guess the stuff changes, but you know what doesn't change is your mentality. My mentality hasn't changed through the years. You know, like the way that I make videos, I used to do a video a day. It was a video a day for like seven years. It averaged out to now we do two or three a week and we just focus on better titles, better thumbnails and Papa John's. No, we don't do Papa John's, but better titles, better thumbnails um, and just spending a little more time on that type of content. Because back in the day, it was every day I was putting out a new video. 
I, I would I would get so upset. I'm like, lot. oh my god, it's it's I got to get another video out. It's almost midnight. I need to get my video out. It was a different world. Um, I, I don't I don't play the algorithm game, right? All I know is that it's consistent quality content for us, and our videos average watch time is very high. When we do photo news fix, which is a weekly uh, three photo news stories that's anywhere from five to seven and a half minutes, the average watch time, no matter how long it is, is 70 percent. And that's literally the entire video because they drop off in the last 15, 20 seconds when we're signing off. But it's you know, that's insane. People are engaged in watching Um, the subscriber thing is just like disappointing really it's why aren't people finding this content or i mean you even look at a guy like philip defranco his stuff has he his growth on his channel like subsided he still gets almost a million views per video but the growth of subscribers has totally disappeared and i'm sure it may be back someday and then you could also put a you know like a, a pin to discuss like shorts and how there's new short channels that are like this short channel added nine hundred thousand subscribers last month yeah. it's like cool and they're like they had a billion views or like i watched one of the videos i'm like okay great another TikToky, you know type of thing and it's like i don't want to do that what am i going right. to deliver in 15 seconds to obviously a minute but right 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 well and then it sort of comes down to like what the purpose is of having the channel in the first place is right i mean i mean when you get to a scale that you're at you become your own media brand. But as you said, you started it because you thought it would you know, help you get more clients, more visibility, more expertise, more clients. Then you move on from there. And uh, what, I, uh, what we were talking about before the show is I feel like you have one of these great, you have a great sort of brand wrapper for the stuff that you do. Some of the stuff, I mean, like, and, and I do want to talk about the news videos later too and like what the strategy is there. Um, but uh I mean, obviously, you're always using the I Shoot Ross shirts and you're selling them. Um, you've got this. Uh, you, you always start your videos the same way. Frono's photo. You've got the website. You've got your products that are very much around that. Fro- like, tell me about how the branding started and evolved over time, because it's something that a lot of people don't think about is actually branding their stuff. And maybe it was organic. Maybe it was super intentional. Uh, how, how did that develop? For me, a lot of stuff is just common sense. If it makes sense to me, like, why wouldn't it make sense to brand this, right? Um, Fro knows photo. When I came up with the name, it was at a time when, you know, Gary Vayner Chuck, he did three syllables in his things. And I followed him since, well, I don't, don't follow now yeah. as much, but back in the day, it was a good kick in the ass. When he was just at the wine store, he used to do Gary Vayner Chuck, okay? He used to sniff test wine. I started sniff testing camera gear. Right. And associating it with some weird stuff like a red laser or the color purple. You know, it's just like people are like, what does that even mean? I'm like, exactly. That's the point. Um, So for me, it was coming up with something that that sounded good. And I was sitting there one day and I was like typing into the URL, you know, seeing what was available. And I was like, well, I have a fro. Um, I know photo shit. Fro knows photo. Does that exist? Yep. I bought the Frono's photo, just like the Facebook first, and then I dropped the the, because <laughs> why do I need the Frono's photo? And so it was just, you know, you can go back to my early videos and hear me say, you know, Jared, J- Jared Poland, Frono's photo. Like I did it very flat, and then over the years it became Frono's photo, you know, and it, 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 the, one of the reasons is 
I can say my name so that people don't call me Poland or Pollen. They call me Poland because they've heard me say it 8,000 twice in a video, beginning and end. It's branded. There's a cool little song and a beat that goes to it. Kids like it. Kids are always bobbing their heads to it because people always send in videos. And, and I'm, you know, I'm scootering down the street last night. And a car goes by, and uh, all I hear them say is, Jared, Poland, Fro, no. And as they're, you know, they do my whole intro as they're driving by. And it's just like, it, it's awesome. just one of those things that there's no, for me, it's not like a, a secret. It just becomes what I think is common sense is what I've always done. And if something makes sense, I, I do it. And you have to try stuff. You know, it's not everything's going to work. We used to do the, I, I had a very, I did a, a thing called Raw Talk. And I started that in like 2012, a podcast. And I started posting the video of it at the beginning. So I was always doing, I'm like, a kid who was, a guy that was working with me that doesn't work with me anymore was like, well, podcasts are meant to be audio. I'm like, but I have 18,000 YouTube subscribers. Why wouldn't I put up the video? And that was at the time. And so I did. I put up the video and then it evolved into we had a set and we had moving cameras. And our, in, in this is like 2014 and 2015, we had just a better show production than live TV. And it just became a lot of work. And I also didn't like how I came across on that, you know, live and more raw. And so I kind of pared it down and took the best segment of, fo of, of Raw Talk, which was Photo News, and came up with a what we, I like to call a property, a new property of Photo News Fix. And that was a scripted video that's funny, that's quick, that gives people the news. I mean, it, it's like think of John Oliver, right? It's, it's a lot of John Oliver in there, a lot of the, you know, plus three back in the day. Um, and Talk Soup, it just made – I just started, and then it built. You know, it was like 15,000 views at the beginning – because I would put photo news fix in the title at the beginning. And that what does that even mean? And then after a while, we're like, holy shit, this is like a video where we can actually do clicky titles more so like Canon fails. Right. And so because we can do clickier titles and deliver, it made those videos much better. Um, and last year during the pandemic, we did 43 or four, maybe it was 46 photo news fixes in the year. And two didn't surpass 100,000 views for us, and that was at the end of the year, but some passed 250,000. And so we were getting, for us, to go from you know, 30,000, 40,000 on a video to get 100,000 consistently was, was pretty big. So what, I mean, I think a lot of people who are starting their own thing, or even if they're at two, 3,000 subscribers, it can probably feel... Like sometimes it feels like you're shouting into a void and something like, how do you brand yourself? Like, do you need to even come up with an idea for that? I mean, like, what's the value in that that you have seen? How have you turned that into business or well, a business? You know, the, the, the fro is pretty recognizable. So not only walking down the street or anywhere I go, people can see me from a mile away because of the hair. The I shoot raw shirts. It's just a constant brand. It's in people's faces. Um, you know, the, at the beginning, I vilified someone, you know, have an enemy. And that was Ken Rockwell, who so happens to be the nicest guy in the world. He just is all about <laughs> shooting JPEG. And everybody who ever looked into cameras has encountered Ken Rockwell. And that pissed me off, too, because I thought his information <laughs> that he was giving was wrong. Shoot JPEG. Do this. Don't shoot raw. Shoot basics. And it's like, no. So I 
did a whole series just vilifying and, and countering everything he did, which it's the Howard Stern effect, right? It's not like I went, went out and was like, Howard had an enemy. I need to have an enemy. It just made sense to have the perceived enemy was the JPEG guy and I'm the raw guy. And then people got on board, but you can't always be negative. The more negative you are, and I'm very negative, but the more negative you become, it just, it breeds, it breeds negativity. And you don't want to continue to breed the negativity because it just gets out of hand. So how have you like worked towards monetizing this brand over time? Oh, well, that was day one. But 15 days or 10 days into launching, so like June 10th or June 15th, I launched my first I Shoot Raw shirt. It just made sense. I'm, I, I traveled with bands before. How'd they make money? They sold merch. Well, I can have some merch, so let me go figure this out. I had the shirts printed. I had them brought into my house. People would, pl uh, hey, guys, I have these I Shoot Raw shirts. Would you like to buy them? They're eleven ninety nine. I mean, they cost, cost me like 8 bucks a pop at the time or $9, but every time I did a reorder, I ordered more, and my price would come down. And so I pushed the shirts and the merch hard for, for a while, and I would ship them all. I, I drew on the envelopes, you know, wrote the, the, the addresses and shipped everything myself. Folded the shirts, put a hair pick in with every order, put in stickers, and just did that year after year. Now, now I don't worry about the merch as much because there's the profit in the merch is not worth the time and effort. Um, yeah, to put an employee on it, so I have it outsourced to another company that does it for bands, and they manage it and they handle it and they make sure that the customer service and everything is fine. Uh, I liked when we did it, but it's not worth it. it. I'm not saying it's not worth it. They're great items to. To, for marketing and branding, but when you can sell a digital product and you have a $90 digital product that after uh, $2 or $2 and change is taken for fees from Stripe or from PayPal and you're left with $87.50 for not having to lift a finger. Well, I mean, yes, you had to do all the work. Please understand there's a lot of work that goes into making that sale, but I don't have to sell a shirt at 20 bucks that, yeah, I'll make 10 bucks on a shirt, roughly, but then I need to have an employee pick it and pack it and ship it, and you're taking away their time that they could be editing. So it just, you have to find out where, and there's a lot of good services today that you can sell shirts. Um, Bonfire is a really good one. I used them to do in, in the past, and we did like $25,000 for a shirt, and it was, it was awesome. It's a little, you don't make as much money, because I don't want to sell a $25 t-shirt. I just think that's asinine, but actually we do sell $25 t-shirts because there's the fees and everything that's involved. I always kept it low because it was about branding and marketing. It was less about making money off of shirts and more about people walking down the street wearing them. So what are like the sort of cornerstones that you feel like made people be attracted to your brand? I mean, anybody All can right. create a brand, but your brand um, has attracted over a million subscribers and you're selling merchandise and other things. What do you think has, besides 12 years of just grinding out tons of video? Fun and informative was the goal from day one. Fun so that it's not some boring, drab, educational stuff, which is fine. If people want to do that and they, and they can learn from that, that's great. But I didn't want to be the sanitary person like the last guy. So when I came around in 2010 on YouTube, it was mostly highly polished stuff, which with, polished has come back. But it was, I, I came out raw. I didn't know how to edit video. So I knew that I could put an intro in iMovie on the front and an outro in the end. And I had five minutes at a clip because that's all the camera let me do in 720 HD at the time. That's it. Five minutes and yeah. then it stopped recording. And, and so if I messed up, I kept going. 
I made fun of myself. Self-deprecation is always good. And I just kept going. And it was, it was, it was informative. It was, it was fun and informative. And it wasn't boring. I sniffed things. I ran around the backyard. I jumped over the chairs. I, I brought out stuffed animals. I brought out toys and He-Men. I did all this weird shit. And it's not going to resonate with everybody. But it resonates with the right people that don't want that other stuff. Um, and so, you know, put out a lot of videos, consistent quality content, stick to fun and informative. The content quality has gotten better and better because of my editors. Uh, they're very good at what they do. Uh, and, and so, w and especially being a photography related channel and video related, your stuff better look good and sound good because that's your profession. You know, other people can get away with it if it doesn't look as good because they're not, you know, they're a lawn channel. They can do whatever they want. They can get away with it because they're not a creative like that. But then imagine how good it starts to look when they are a better channel, a better quality. Yeah. Right. Uh, so how else have you uh, been sort of monetizing this brand? Obviously, you do brand deals too, right? Yeah, brand deals are there. But from day one, it was merch. We didn't even have YouTube uh, AdSense yet. That wasn't even turned on for eight or nine months. I wasn't even invited in. But I was yeah. one of the first to, to get it accidentally when I when I was denied it and then emailed them back and said, why are you denying me? I should be in this. And then miraculously, it showed up. Someone read it. I don't understand. So I had I, 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 that was how money came in. But I put out a video a couple months back that was that was along the lines of I've made a million dollars on YouTube and I show people all of the analytics, the back end. I show them all of the growth and explain yeah, I may have generated a million dollars. YouTube takes 45%, so you know, $550,000. Yeah, I've made that money over an 11-year period. If you average that out, that's like 60000 a year. That's not a living. I mean, it, it's a living. It's a living for uh, one person. But now, that's, that's just AdSense, though, right? That's just AdSense, yes. No, yeah. We've yeah. made so, – so that's another form of revenue. My first major form of revenue was selling my first video product in 2012 – the Fronos Photo Guide to Getting Out of Auto was a $67 three-hour video product that came out, and it just – it was before a lot of people were selling educational content, video educational content. Yeah. And so we figured out how to do it, and that's generated millions of dollars over the years. And, and you just sell that organically on your channel? Oh, well, yeah. What I tell people is every video you make is an advertisement for you. What? Right? It's, it's a free piece of video. YouTube doesn't charge us to do it. So if you make a video and you're like, oh, guys, by the way, I just came out with this. But I also build an email list from day one when that was a thing. I mean, I still build. We have 260 some thousand on the email list. And you'll get 15 to 20 percent open rate, which is actually still pretty good for today. But back then it was build the email list. That's your bank account. That's the thing you can do. And I always got people over to my website. Because I knew if something happened to YouTube or something happened to Twitter at the time or these other channels, you need to be able to get to your yeah. people, be in control. Now, website to me, the website has become less important uh, because people don't really go to the websites as much anymore. They go to YouTube. They go to Instagram. They go to TikTok. They do all of that. So I engage with them there, but I still have them sign up for my email list. We still add 50 to 100 signups a day to the email list because there's 3,000 videos. I've been saying sign up in the orange box for 10 years. <laughs> and so people still do because they find the old videos. And so it's just a, it's a long game. It, it, you know, people right. can 
blow up. People can blow up quickly. It's very rare now, but it can be done. But for me, it's been a long game. It's a long haul. And so revenue came yeah. from video products. More recently, f uh, presets have been unbelievable for us. You have brand deals. So you have, there was a, the best deal I ever made was an affiliate deal with Squarespace about eight years ago, maybe even nine at this point. They offered me a nice No, that long ago. Huh. Oh, yeah. I, I was I was a so when Squarespace was spending all their money on podcasts back then, this is 20, 2013 ish, 2013, 20. Yeah, about 2013. They offered me X amount of fifty thousand dollars for the year. And I and, and the guy who offered it to me said, don't take it. Take the affiliate deal instead, because we ran a test a couple weeks, a month before, and they didn't tell me how many people converted. And they paid me about four grand to do it. But something tells me I had hundreds of people sign up. So for whatever reason, the person in charge of the marketing, the advertising said, you know what, take the affiliate deal. And the affiliate deal was a was an interesting deal that most people wouldn't take, because the way that it worked is when someone signed up under your code, you'd get paid X amount of dollars after three months. The, the person had to stay for three months before your money kicked in. And oh, so a yeah. Lot of, but a that lot sounds of people, rough. Well, it does. But from a business standpoint, you go, well, if someone just signs up for a free trial and then cancels in 14 days, I don't want to get paid for that. I want to have a long-term relationship with Squarespace. So, <laughs> the, But I came by at the perfect time. There was really nobody in the photo industry doing it. You also, well, it was very difficult to build your own website. It's always, it's still difficult to build your own website if you don't know what you're doing. But when Squarespace came along, it was easy. Hey guys, are you looking to build your own online portfolio and you don't know shit about coding? Go get my free trial. Check this out. Go do this, right? Go try this. And so the first year we had 2,090 conversions. 2,090 conversions. It was converting at 70 plus percent of the people that signed up for a trial converted to a paying customer and stayed for three months at least. The number was $100 a sign up. It was 290,000, 200 and, 200 and, what's that, 209,000 with 2,090? It was $209,000. I mean, Verse 50,000 because I took the chance on myself to do the affiliate deal because I knew that there was more upside. And the best thing about the affiliate deal sometimes is you're not beholden to them ever because they can't dictate when you, uh, your videos do. You didn't do enough videos for us. You have to do this. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. No, <clears throat> yep. with an affiliate deal, they only pay me if I convert. So they don't pay me anything if I don't convert. And so it converted and converted and converted. Right. You have more of that. Do you, are you still doing deals like that? There's less and less affiliate deals today. Um, Squarespace is still uh, Squarespace investing a ton in YouTubers. Yep. We have, we have a deal with them, but it's no longer based off of affiliates. It's, it's just based off of yearly. And what I can yeah. say, what I can say about it is for the, they, they tell you that you have a goal to reach. They don't tell you how many it is. They don't tell you how many you've beat it by. They'll tell you that you've hit 80% of your goal this month or you've hit 100%. And you know if you hit 100%, that means you've 
surpassed it based on what like signups that are in your description whatever they or, whatever their numbers are based off of yeah how many people signed yeah. up for trials like they they have a specific link for you and it's oh, just yeah. based on that yeah squarespace.com slash fronos photo squarespace.com slash fronos photo get your 14-day free trial use you fronos go. photo at checkout to get 10 percent off your first order but yeah it's it's a it's a it's a very worthwhile deal and as long if we hit 100 percent of our our goal month after month for the last 48 months whatever it is then why would they stop if we hit the goal? And I always worry that that will stop. And that's why you need seven different buckets of income. You need revenue coming in from everywhere because one's going to fail at some point. So. Right. Yeah, no, it's a good point. And, and, and one of the things that I've, that I've noticed that you do, you're very, in, you're very intentional about how you do your brand deals and your own products in your stuff. Like I, uh, I watch a lot of your videos cause I'm a Canon guy and there's so many people in the video world. I'm mostly in the video world. They're all, it's just all Sony. Right. So I've watched your hour long R5, R6 walkthroughs and stuff. Right. And I think it's interesting how you sort of do programmatic, so almost, almost programmatic ad breaks oh, in yeah. your longer videos, but even in your 20 minute videos, your 15 minute oh, videos, it's very, yeah. Ex uh, yeah. Well, let me, let it's me... kind of like, Hey, I sort of, it's like, there's like a break yeah. and then you're very, clear like i'm interrupting this to have a conversation about whatever it is like your presets uh, your yeah presets, presets are i mean strong we we know that when we have a video that we know like canon puts out a new product we know that's 100 to 200,000 view video so we know that about five six seven minutes in hey guys let me jump in here real quick and let you know that uh, let me show you fro pack three in action we see the numbers we, we know that that will lead to three or four days in a row of double the sales that we normally get for presets it's just it's there but the great thing is those videos live on and so when you've got hundreds and hundreds of videos yeah that promote properly you you may lose some people that don't want to sit through the ad but you know how you get past an ad on youtube that's baked in you hit the little arrow key that skips 10 seconds at a time whoop-dee-doo <laughs> i hit it four times and i'm past your ad it's not brain surgery so don't fucking yell at me and leave a comment that you're tired of me promoting to you fuck you i'm making free content i don't even know if you do cursing on your channel but whatever <laughs> um, everybody gets mad i mean you know i mean i'm a i'm a you know creator and i have you know entrepreneur as well i mean everybody gets mad when you try to sell anything i mean they just assume you should well, be working for free exactly so. You know, so <laughs> so we we do those, but there's different types of videos that we do. The the videos that I've fallen off of doing that that bring in a lot of subscribers are the educational content videos, because being that I've done this for almost 12 years, I've already made every single video about shutter speed, ISO, and aperture, and it gets boring for me. But I also know that if I was to update those videos, which I'm I want to do, I mean I'd like to do, but I get lazy at times. Those would bring in new subscribers again. And so there's different types of videos that we make. Photo News Fix, we call a short burn video. It's going to live for a week and then it's done. People aren't going to come back to that video a week later. Uh, sorry, yeah. years later. The video that you talked about with the R5 walkthrough guide, it's an hour and almost an hour and 40 minute video. But that's a we call long burn video. That's a video that will live on for five, six, seven years because when someone picks up that camera, the first thing they do is they look on YouTube for how to set it up. And then, and so people have copied me. I've been doing that since 2010 or 11. I literally you, before we could screen grab screen like literally record the screen from the camera 
on the on the camera now. I plugged it into my Sony Vega 36 inch TV. I set up my DSLR and I filmed the square on the screen. So yeah. I would do the walkthrough, record the audio first, then I'd run the audio back on my iMac while I sat there and re-followed my exact step while filming the TV screen and then in iMovie put that up in the corner so people could watch as I did it. Now they used to be only 15 minute videos back then for a quick how to set it up but cameras got more complicated so they take longer but long burned videos bring in the most subscribers because uh, they're, they're going to be found year after year after year. There's long burn, there's short burn, there's the educational stuff, there's the fun art stuff that's going to flop and not do great but it's really good stuff so there's all different types of buckets of content um that you need to to that we need to focus on i think the news videos are super interesting because uh they they have a very specific uh expiration date but you can put sexier headlines on them absolutely and I think what's interesting is you you mentioned that people get 70% of the way through, but I've watched a bunch of your news videos and, you know, they're very, they're, they're structured in a very specific way to do that. Right. Like for example, your headline might like, what was your most recent one? Canon R3 will beat Nikon Z9 to market. I actually well, haven't watched not, that one yet. That one's not, but I'm, so that's not a very clicky title. We didn't have a lot of good news stories. So that one didn't shoot off yeah. as, as, as the other ones do, but cause we're not going to, we're not going to put something in there. That's not, in the video well we'll get super clicky to me clickbait is a great tool as long as you deliver you want people to click on your video it's the yeah. dumbest argument 100 have so 100 but yeah no, it's not clickbait it's just a tease it's the headlines it's, headline. it's been in newspapers for 100 years like titanic sinks 2500 dead right is that clickbait or does it deliver when you open the paper it's clickbait if you open the paper and it's like the story of like a chicken like dying in a farm. Right, or something. name Titanic. Like, <laughs> yeah, name name Titanic, right? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like the way you do it, I mean, is often that you'll have, and this is a good lesson for people on YouTube because the way the algorithm works, like you might have like, I don't know, like some of these headlines, Nikon sells out, Nikon's huge gamble, whatever. Uh, a lot of times I will click these videos because of that news, um, but that that's at the end. Like you, you save the best for last well, in these videos because it pulls it in them the, through the third story. But I mean, again, it's YouTube. If you want to skip to the story, you can skip to the story. But if right, you want to, right, we right. know that people watch the whole video because it's fun, it's informative, it's quick, it's cut quick, it it's funny, and it's six minutes. And I watch all my videos at two x speed, my own videos, because I don't want to sit there and listen at all. Like I, it's just too slow for me. So I watch it at two x speed. I watch just about every video at 2x speed, to be honest. Yeah, I do 1.5. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, so, so what's the like? What's the goal? Like, is like, well, obviously the goal, but like, is do you feel like YouTube is an end game for you? Like, is it just like we scale YouTube and we scale the products around it, or like what? I have no idea anymore. You try to brand off of it. You try to build off of it. You try to. Is it a Netflix show? What does that look like? Is it Amazon? And and so very, you've seen that there haven't been a ton of YouTubers that have been able to cross over into a major sphere. Of yeah, there haven't been a ton. You know, you saw one of the biggest channels early on was, uh, what was Harley, uh, the food one, the extreme food stuff that they used to make 
I don't even remember. Epic Mealtime. Yeah, Epic Mealtime was huge. Then they got a TV show, and then they disappeared. And it just yeah. died, right? Maybe they got paid right. off. Maybe they maybe they made great money doing it, but they tried to make the jump. It didn't work. Or you try to see the the late jump to TV. Why? Like, why would you take a plat? Why would you take someone who's super successful in this world of the YouTube world and think that why do we need to get them to tune into NBC? Like, on to be there when they can watch whenever the hell they want to watch because it's just old it's just old media consumption misconceptions right it's like oh well tv is obviously bigger but i think we're at a point now where we can't say that i mean youtube viewership is higher than tv if you drag if you like drill into the details so youtube could be an end game but like what does that mean for creators like where do you go from here like is the ceiling like a million dollars like can you get rich doing that i mean ideally yes. you could build a brand where you could oh, and so then can. yeah you can build it for you, know, you try you can venture into making a, a an app a tech you know something with tech that can grow bigger that you can then exit and sell and make millions of dollars if that's even a, if possible but but some of the biggest youtubers mkbhd can continue to do what he continues to do there's uh, he's in such a, a power position on YouTube because of his content. It's tech. Tech's always going to be changing. He gets those YouTube programs that pay him to make these other videos. He can do a brand deal to put a car review, do a car showcase, which I love the way that he does those brand deals because he, it's worth it. it. Why Take the money, man. If Buick's going to come along and say, because he did it recent, not recently, it was over the pandemic. He showed off some Buick car, SUV, and the technology that was in it. It says sponsored by Buick, but who cares? Like the, You watch people comment like, you're a sellout. You're like, I enjoyed the video. I'm not going to buy a Buick, but I found it interesting that there's a heads-up display that pops up or that there's this other tech feature. Well, good on them. It's called marketing. And if you can get paid hundred grand or more to make that video then absolutely take it every step of the way you've earned it and, and and it delivers it's not like he's saying go buy this he's just making you aware of a product it's a weird space when you're when you're in the online education space at scale like he is like you are i mean it's it's uh i mean having myself like i used to run some big journalism programs uh journalism video programs and it was the same thing for us right people would be like oh do we have to make the like ethical decision but it's different for you guys but what right is ethics though but what are ethics like i hear this from teachers subjective like, i can't do only fans you know a teacher like i can't be nude on the internet there can't be any of these pictures because i will be fired I'm like but that has nothing to do with your ju- you teach like why are you at a higher why are you kept at a higher standard than the the president, you know, the past president. Like, why are you at a higher standard? It's just like, what is ethics and what are morals? They're 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 chosen by your yourself. What is right to you may not be right to someone else, and what is wrong to someone else may not be wrong to you. As long as you're not hurting someone, right? right. Then then just be and and stop. It's just I choosing my words properly here, so I don't let something out. But it just gets super frustrating. The, the whole, do I want to go there either? You know, it's just, I'm self-editing uh, in, in my head. But it, it but it's just be you. You have something to say. Oh, as my dad always said, it's better to make 
better to have 50% of the people love you, 50% of the people hate you, than have 100% of the people not give a shit. You're not going to make everybody happy. If you try to make everybody happy, you make no one happy. So just, you're going to find an audience, but if you try to pander to the middle, that is the worst place to be, because then you're just yeah. so boring and nobody cares. So either, either don't worry about offending people because there's going to be other people that aren't offended, or, or just, I, yeah, just, just be yourself. Do what you think is right and don't try to don't try to conform or copy what someone else is doing. You can emulate what other people are doing until you find your style. That's totally fine because yeah. nothing is original. Anyway. Yeah, that's where it gets where it gets tough. Yeah. But I, I, I think you're a great example of that. I mean, polarizing in the ways that work and make sense to you, you know, not 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 polarizing to polarize. But being yourself and, and letting and letting the people that are going to be drawn to you anyway, be drawn to you. There's just so many. There, you know, as far as YouTube goes, there's just so many channels out there. Here's how to grow your YouTube channel. And it's They're very bullshit. easy to slip into it. They're bullshit. And people selling. Do you sell a product on how to make YouTube videos? I Hope don't know. There's those other people that do. And it's like, wait a second, you're selling. It's like the get rich on the Internet, how to make a million dollars on the Internet by selling a product for how to make a million dollars on the internet. I made a million dollars selling a product for how to make a product for selling, you know, making money on the internet. It's bullshit. There's no secrets to this. There may be little educational basics that you could do, but I'm so tired of the, hey, I make YouTube videos and like, I follow Graham Stephan. He's very good in the financial space, like really damn good. And every year he puts out a video on how much money he's made. And he's doing, what, 10, 15 million views a month. And it's like a $47 CPM in the financial space. He's like, I made $5 million off of YouTube AdSense last year. I also made this much off of selling a product for how to be a YouTuber. And that's where it gets a little rough for me. There is no secret to how to be a YouTuber. Make quality, consistent content. Have good thumbnails. Have good titles. Find your way into the world. There's no secret that anybody can teach you that's going to rocket ship you to stardom on YouTube. It just doesn't exist. So, I mean, if it costs you a hundred bucks and they give you some nuggets of information that you get out of it, then I guess that's, that's fine. But don't fall into the trap of, Oh my God, this person built their channel and I'm going to be able to do the exact same that they, same thing they did because they, they, you just can't, you can't copy what someone else did and be successful at it if you don't have it. And some people just don't have it. That's another thing. Not everybody's meant or capable of doing this. It's not to say you shouldn't try, but you can also find positions with companies that have people that are at the top that are capable, and you can be a supporting role to that. Maybe you're the editor. Maybe you're great at uh, branding and advertising on the back end. Maybe you've got analytical skills. Maybe that's something that you can do to help build a brand, but you're just not the face of it. Yeah. Now that's, that's, that's good advice. Cause you know, most of the, you know, people that are out there trying to figure out how to uh, win on YouTube, they run into a lot of videos telling you how to win on YouTube. I think it's good advice. Just do your thing. Uh, thanks, man. I appreciate the time. It's been, it's been real. Where are we sending people to your YouTube channel? Wherever Pretty easy. It's go. just your name, right? You can, you can go to Frodo's photo. Um, you can go to Frodo'sphoto.com. You can go to YouTube. I, I encourage people to go watch the video on my, my YouTube uh, trailer. It's uh, you go to youtube.com slash Frono's photo. It's a look back 
at where I started. And the first 30 seconds is a video I tried in 2008 where I fail. The video is like 10 minutes of me failing. We distilled it down to the 30 seconds. But the gist of it for that beginning is that was me. I was that guy who failed for 10 minutes straight, who couldn't articulate a word on camera at all. And then I was able to somehow flip a switch and just do it. And so it goes through the, the whole process. And you can go back to the old video. You can go on YouTube and look at people's first videos. You can see the progression. So I, I, thanks for having me on. <laughs> you got it, man. It was nice to have you. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, no problem. Cheers. Thanks. Um, so I hope you're well. And uh, have an amazing, amazing weekend, rest of your week, whenever you're listening to this. Um, and stay safe out there. Okay, take care.